0: Into to On To Waveland, the Athletic Chicago Cubs podcast. I'm Sahadev Sharma, and with me as always is Patrick Mooney. Patrick, we have baseball back. Well, we have a plan to have baseball back. It's agreed upon, 60-game schedule. Uh, I think there's a combo of, uh, at least for me, a combo of relief, excitement, and a little bit of you know anxiousness of how all, this is all going to be pulled off. But uh, we, we have baseball. It, it, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still, like, purely speculative, right? I mean, <laughs> at least we now have more of a framework. Uh, we've obviously gone through a lot of these stories and podcasts kind of grasping for an idea of what might happen. I think baseball is still at that point, just with a more kind of codified understanding of what it could look like. But, yeah, I mean, this certainly beats – uh the alternative what we've been uh kind of pondering the last couple months
0: yeah i and you know i uh i can say for myself that there was a great deal of relief when this was finally uh, agreed upon uh i know i think last time we did this there was optimism that the the 60 game schedule would be negotiated to a 65 game schedule and and you know the 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 players and the owners would come to an actual agreement that of course didn't happen I mean these two sides are as dug in as possible they do not like each other it's pretty clear that the future of baseball has a lot of questions and that that just I'm not even talking about uh COVID-19 and the issues that that presents going forward I'm just talking about 2021 2022 labor peace uh Those are discussions we're going to be having for a while. And that's frustrating. That's too, that's, you know, I wish everything was simpler, but it's just not. And we're going to have to deal with that at some point. But I think right now we have, we have plenty of issues right in front of us. And that, you know, that's trying to figure out how they're going to pull this off. There's already been breakouts of COVID and with the Rockies, we're going to hear about more that's just the reality we the phillies complex right and mm-hmm. i believe clearwater had a breakout we're going to keep hearing about these things it's how uh, how detailed is the plan which i'm sure is very detailed i think uh, jason stark was wrote about how it went from a 67 page document to over a hundred page document this is there's a lot going on and we've we've even i mean as as members of the media we've seen what the plan is for the media and that's a lot of details and there's a lot of things there and that's just for us and and you know it's it's a lot of stuff to keep straight and then we're talking about all these new rules and how we're going to handle baseball in general uh just in the past 24 hours i think we've learned a lot about what's going to happen but (laughs) I don't know about you, but for me, I'm already, like, trying to keep notes about all the changes that I need to keep track of. And, and of course, you know, like I said, there's just the anxiety of uh, when we go to the ballpark, how we have to ha- handle ourselves, how we where we're allowed to go. All these things are changes. Everybody's adjusting here. And, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how it goes on a day-to-day basis. If they can pull this off, if how strictly uh, players adhere to the rules, uh, we've seen stuff in tennis, in, uh, women's soccer, there was a, a breakout and a whole team had to drop out. Uh, I, I hope players aren't going out and, and and going out to bars or crowded areas. I, <laughs> I, I, I hope that's not happening. I'm not sure how much we can actually control that and, and just how different everyone is treating this.
1: Well, Sahadev, as you know, I have Joe Madden sayings painted all over the walls and mirrors <laughs> in my house, so I'm just going to live in the present tense, man. You know, enjoy the moment. I think it's going to be American Legion season and I'm not going to <laughs> overreact or live in the past or worry about the future Uh, I think even just something as what was definitely far down on the to-do list for the uh commissioner's office and the players union like how to deal or uh handle the media I think that document that you had sent me uh late last night is already Uh, been categorized as evolving Uh, we got a message from our friend paul sullivan this morning the president of the bbwaa uh, and that yeah i think um almost everything is going to be evolving and that includes you know in in chicago uh, an idea that phase four happening friday as we get into this it's not inconceivable to think that there could be fans in <clears throat> on rooftops or in Wrigley Field at some point. Uh, obviously, it's really hard to predict when we have absolutely no sort of coherent national st- strategy to deal with this, and you could see it even in, you know, when we were in Arizona, uh, I think there was maybe one confirmed COVID case, and while the Cubs were never planning to go back there Uh, for spring training 2.0 you've seen really just a uh, just an absolute surge and spike uh, in numbers there and I think that's something that uh, the league is really going to have to uh, get a better handle on and I I think you're right I think we I know the Rockies news (laughs) dropped like what at the almost the exact same time as MLB (laughs) announced its (laughs) agreement but I think you know, we all, uh, have to you know, kind of prepare our minds like this is going to happen. I mean, it's impossible to eliminate, uh, all the risk. And if they were somehow able to make it to October and hand out that piece of mail, I mean, that would be a staggering achievement.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious to see how the league handles Arizona, Texas and Florida in general right now. Uh, they're in very different situations than what we're dealing with here in Chicago. And like you said, I don't. I, I'm really curious to see what Chicago does. I mean, we're talking about entering Phase Four, where you know rooftops could possibly open up. I, I don't know what what's going to happen with the 20% capacity at at stadiums. I, my I'm not sure if there's anything official about that, but my assumption has been that that's not going to happen at Wrigley right away. Uh, it, it'll true. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's it's hard to it, it's hard to know what's going to happen and how quickly things change. But I, I just think that that seems like such a big risk. And at the same time, Texas is blowing up. I saw an article yesterday that that they would allow fans at, at their new ballpark for the Rangers. So I, I don't know. I I don't know how that you pull that off. There's so much that we have to deal with. And if, you know, one of the things that we saw, that ever-evolving media thing is uh, we can't roam the ballpark. I mean, if, if they're being so strict about media members not wanting them to roam the ballpark, how are they going to handle fans in the ballpark? Uh, I mean... That there's so many little logistical things that just keep popping into my mind like how do you pull this off but we'll, we'll see how it's done and like you said if if they actually pull it off if it actually happens it's quite the feat. Uh, I think it's it's also fascinating like how many little details were are trickling in as far as how how they're going to do this what what are the new rules I think it's interesting that uh, you know the Cubs are likely going to end up having their taxi squad working out in South Bend. Uh, a Transaction freeze ends on Friday uh, We're recording on a Wednesday, right? So in a two days, we're going to see a lot of transactions start happening Team, Teams are going to start moving players in a sense that guys are going to get released uh, the 40-man decisions will be made, I think I think we're going to see a, a little flurry of moves here as teams uh, try to prepare for the season we could see uh, – I think the Cubs' plan is generally that that taxi squad is going to be primarily for depth. They're going to keep their eyes open for players that become available. Uh, you know how Theo Epstein is about depth. Uh, he He's obsessed about it. Uh, think back to 2016. He was never satisfied with exactly how that roster was, constantly trying to find ways to make it better. And that was you know an elite-caliber club. Uh, I think – Just getting back into a baseball mode, thinking about this. The Cubs felt like a deeper team in spring training than I expected them to be. Uh, Some of the players that they picked up looked like, uh, hey, this guy has uh, more than just, you know, he's more than just a random name that I had no clue who he was. A guy like Ian Miller pops into my mind as that's a pretty valuable player like as far as depth he's he's fast he makes contact he's he's not going to you know hit for a high average or anything but if he can put the ball in play there's a good chance he'll get on base and and he can do some damage so that's just a random name that you know, when when we have, I, I believe, so right now the rules are 30 players to start the season. Uh, two weeks later, it drops to 28. And two weeks after that, it's 26 and, a, and goes forward that way. But we're talking about a taxi, like the, the 30 men to start the season. A guy like Ian Miller makes sense. A guy like Josh Fegley, if he remains the third catcher, makes sense. But then I think what's even in, more interesting is on the taxi squad, I'm hearing that it's likely that you're going to see top prospects and not just Miguel Amaya and not just uh, Braylon Marquez, who's a really interesting left-handed arm, not just Burl Carraway, who's another really interesting left-handed arm that, you know, I'm not sure if Marquez would see the majors this year. I know we've heard rumblings that there was a chance if this was a normal season and the Cubs were uh, clicking later late in the season and, and he and Braylon had had a great developmental year. I'm assuming that's not the case this year. That you know, if he has a month of great development on the taxi squad, that he could and the Cubs are in it, that he could come up. But a guy like uh, but a guy like Miguel Amaya may have a chance to sneak onto the big league roster. But either way, we're going to see players like that on the taxi squad getting development. And one name that I was kind of surprised to hear that probably, likely, maybe as long as they have the space. Remember, depth takes precedence. Uh, Brennan Davis could be on that taxi squad and that's a young young uh, talent that the Cubs have he has no chance of making the big leagues this year but they desperately want to get these guys developed I mean these these are months of development that the Cubs are missing out on for key players for for the future for that next generation of great Cubs teams that that Theo Epstein hopes to build
1: it's also crazy to think about the countdown to the August 31st trade deadline and uh you basically this kind of reckoning or, or final exam that was going to be for a lot of the holdovers from the 2016 team it's going to be uh extremely condensed and i think it's really hard to get a sense of like where teams budgets will be in the middle of a total economic you know meltdown uh also, teams kind of willingness to, you know, part with prospects, knowing that um, kind of across the board, the baseball industry is bracing for this kind of you know, shrinking uh, and that would put an even higher premium on those, you know, young players with you know, uh, enormous uh, amount of club control and then just the uh, human factor of uh beyond the sentimentality of you know possibly trading away a a former rookie of the year and mvp and a world series champion chris bryant you know he's a guy who uh just him and his wife just welcomed uh a son into the world uh he's you know chris has kind of only known uh the cubs during this time and it's like how do you i don't know pack up all your stuff and leave in the middle of a pandemic and go to uh, another team. I mean, I guess it would be a good sign that baseball could reach August 31st and that this isn't, like, shut down after, like, two series uh, in late July and early August. But, yeah, it's it's really hard to not think about all of the ripple effects in these um you know, whatever you'd call it, like a 100-page hundred, hundred manual uh, on top of uh, this extremely contentious labor agreements. And what could be a really super entertaining 60-game uh, sprint to the playoffs?
0: Patrick, uh, I'm. I'm the type that, uh, you know, normally midway through the day, I'm, I'm dragging. I'm, uh, I, I need that second <laughs> cup of coffee. Uh, but, but I got, I have something else that could help me. Uh, if you're worried about your energy levels, Uh, I I recommend Hydrant. To avoid the morning sluggishness and the midday slump, you need to make sure you're hydrated. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash cubs. That's drinkhydrant.com slash cubs for your twenty for twenty-five percent off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash cubs. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly when you bring up Bryant, I, I think about uh, players opting out. And I don't I'm not saying I've heard anything about that with the Cubs, but how do these I mean they're going to I, I'm curious what type of names we hear. Are going to opt out. I, I know there's some pretty big name players who not only just had, uh, whose wives just had children, but uh, I believe uh, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout both have pregnant wives. This is, I mean, how do you, how are they feeling about that? I believe everybody has different feelings about COVID-19, right? Everybody's at different levels of anxiety with it. Everybody, depending on where you live, you may be, you know, testing, pushing your boundaries or doing things differently than you were a month ago. Uh, So I think I don't, it's impossible to know how those players are feeling right now until we speak to them or, or officials with those clubs. But that's, that's something that's going to be an issue going forward uh, that we're seeing in the NBA, right? We're seeing even uh, – I, I saw a player with the Lakers, uh, likely championship caliber team. You know, one of the favorites, Avery Bradley, is is opting out of, of playing. Uh, so, you know, it's not just going to be like, ah, oh, my team doesn't have a chance or I'm just the 30th guy in the roster. It's not worth it for me. I'm making – you know, so little money. I think it's going to be deeper than that. I don't think it's just going to be uh, these little side names that we barely have heard of. It's going to be interesting what type of big names decide this isn't worth it for me or or my family. I'm putting people at risk and I don't feel comfortable with it. I think that's, a, that's something that we're going to have to uh, keep an eye on and you're right the trade deadline i mean how do you handle all that it's going to be this is going to be very different to watch and uh i'm still processing how to exactly analyze it too how to break it down like it's i mean just the idea of a trade deadline coming a month after the season starts basically 5 weeks after the season starts i mean that's I don't know how you, it, how teams are like, how front offices are going to process that, how they're going to deal with that, how aggressive they want to be. Um, we're talking about, a, I mean, how impending free agents. What value do they have on the trade market? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you evaluate that. I don't know. I mean, I would think the value is going to be significantly lowered for a player. Uh, uh, let's think about uh, with J.D. Martinez, right? When he was a, an impending free agent, he was uh, he didn't get traded for a whole lot. But still, it was it, it was decent prospects that were usable. Do you even get some uh, a player that's worth more than if you gave him the qual- if you gave that player the qualifying offer? Right. And and just it took the pick that comes with that. Uh, I, I don't know how uh, how much. Uh, how active it's going to be. But I do know that uh, the front office members are some of the most competitive people we know, right? They're obsessed with winning. As long as they feel safe and everything is going right, that'll be their primary objective, uh, trying to win. So we could see some pretty aggressive moves uh, come August. And I, I'm i really curious to see how that plays out, how a team like, uh, let's say, the Dodgers, who have a deep system still after all the moves they've made who have, uh, we're pushing on what are we over 30 years, 32 years since they've won a, won a world series, You know which doesn't (laughs) cubs fans probably (laughs) laugh at that but i'm just saying their their fans are getting restless the organization is getting restless how aggressive are they at the trade deadline if a big name is available if chris bryant is available right i I don't know what how aggressive they'll be but i'm very interested to see how these teams uh, pull it off and and even a guy like chris bryant you have to consider, yes, it's another year that he'll have after this, but what type of season are we looking at? We, we still don't even know what what that what's happening. And then you also have to weigh in like, does the season get finished if if you yeah. trade for a guy? So there's just so much stuff you have to keep in mind. I don't know how you weigh that and how you value it.
1: I'm curious kind of playing it forward whether it's Bryant or Javi Baez of You know, I wonder if there's an opera Opportunity here for for the Cubs, just in the sense of like, you know, we always kind of assumed, uh, you know, prices for star players just keep going up and up and up, and maybe it will. But um, we've seen how teams operated during absolute boom times of record-breaking revenues and the free agent market. Uh, you had kind of leveled off if not sharply declined for certain players and I'm just wondering what the appetite will be for teams to go really really long again um, even on some of these you know face of the franchise type players and um, I think it's way too early to tell but you you know I think another team will have to make it worth the Cubs while to give up a, a player like Chris Bryan and if they weren't going to do it uh, this past off season when he was extremely available and came with two full seasons and there was uh, no one had heard of COVID-19 yet. I, I'm just wondering what the exact appetite will be um, once we get into the middle of this.
0: Patrick, I know we're both always looking for ways to spruce up our evening cocktail hour. So uh, I, I got a perfect, perfect company for you here. It's called Dugout Mugs. It was a company started in a college baseball dugout, hence the name. The barrel of a baseball bat turned into a twelve-ounce mug, licensed by MLB. So your favorite team laser engraved onto a birchwood baseball bat barrel mug. Obviously, where we're both getting Cubs ones sent to our homes immediately and, and uh, before we have to get to the ballpark hopefully not at the ballpark but we'll be we'll be taking advantage of these of these beautiful mugs go to dugoutmugs.com slash and use the promo code MLB30 for 30% off your first purchase that's dugoutmugs.com slash and code MLB30 fill that baseball void with your very own dugout mug today Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Now that we know that there's a trade deadline, there's no chance that this season won't be at minimum interesting for Cubs Mm -hmm. fans. There will be a lot to talk about over the next, uh, you know, if we, if things go relatively smoothly and we have an opening day and the season proceeds as hoped, uh, it's going to, there's going to be plenty to talk about. If the Cubs get off to a slow start, we'll have a ton to talk about. If they get off to a hot start, it's, it's going to be interesting as well. Obviously, if they're winning, there's plenty to talk about if they're losing and if we're heading down to that trade deadline and, and we're looking at players that may be traded and it's going to be a lot of big names. Don't forget that with the Cubs. Uh, it's going to there's there'll be something to talk about there's no doubt about that uh we didn't even touch on I I got asked this on a radio interview the other day and I I don't know we can discuss this on another day but how does this impact all the financial impact that that this has had on the league how does this impact extension talks like it seemed like a slam dunk three months ago that the Cubs were going to extend Javier Baez I don't know now. I have no clue. And we can discuss that further in another podcast, but that's a, there's just so many questions there. It's basically unlimited amount of questions that we have. We'll start to get more answers as time passes, but some of these things, it's still a big unknown. We're still in that area where uh, for months now where we've been, where we just don't know what, what the next step may hold, what the next day may hold. Uh, so we'll, we'll try and get more answers <laughs> as time progresses. And hopefully this goes smoothly. I'm glad we have baseball to talk about. I'm glad we got to actually talk about, uh, a season that may occur and, and kind of look at it as, uh, you know, the, these rules, these new rules are interesting. It's, it's wonderful that we have something to talk about. Hopefully everything goes safely and, and smoothly, mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously there's no guarantees on that. We'll just cross our fingers and, and, and go along for the ride. Uh, for Patrick Mooney, I'm Sahadev Sharma. Thanks so much for listening to On to Waveland, the Athletics Cubs podcast. Make sure to uh, rate and review us on whatever your provider may be and download the podcast and listen. We appreciate it. And if you're not a subscriber, make sure uh, you check out The Athletic for all our Cubs work. Uh, it's uh, constantly updated, and Patrick and I are, are writing a lot, and we'll actually have baseball to write about soon enough, but hopefully you guys can enjoy that. Thanks for listening, and take care.